playing the Radical Latino Show. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands in the air for New York's very own. Latino is taking you to another level. Welcome back to another episode of the Radical Latino Show. It's your host, the Radical Latino. I know, guys. I know. I know. I'm coming in a little bit late. It's still Monday. It's still Monday. It just took me a while for me to actually edit the podcast out, whatever the case is. You know, um, I want to give you guys a full disclaimer on this episode. I recorded it with the Melanated Queen herself, Fran, and you know, uh, the the audio came out. I, I fixed it. I fixed it as much as I can. The audio came out a little janky, a little janky. So my apologies. You know what I'm saying? My apologies for that. The audio came out a little janky, but I try to fix it. Please don't, don't, you know, hold me against the fire for it. You know what I'm saying? But I hope you guys, you know, enjoy the interview. Um, but before we get into that, before we get into that, I want to just give a, guys a few updates on this whole Miko Worldwide thing, you know, I already put a couple of videos out on my YouTube channel, so go to my YouTube channel and subscribe, and, you know, see all my thoughts on the whole Miko Worldwide thing, how he got arrested and all that, and then we found out he's a chomo and all that, and now, the whole coronavirus thing, man, everybody's staying home and all that, everybody, you know, isn't, isn't going out to work or whatever the case is, and the thing is, that you know this is affecting everybody you know what i'm saying today we just found out that Itris elba got you know coronavirus you know what i'm saying so damn this shit's insane you know what i'm saying so you know for everybody you know shout out to you guys hopefully everything it goes goes well with you guys and you know everybody out there you know just protect yourselves you know what i'm saying wash your hands and all that just protect yourselves now going on to this interview now this interview i wanted to do with fran is because she's an expert on on aromatherapy and massaging and she pretty much has her hand in like the medical field now most of my episodes on the podcast is pretty much pretty heavy you know very heavy on the racial politics and stuff. so i wanted to switch it up you know and especially because of the whole coronavirus thing that is happening right now i wanted to at least shed some medical light for you guys to you know if you guys are staying at home or you guys can't stay at home and this is stressing you guys out at least you guys have a way to de-stress you know what i'm saying with some aromatherapies or whatever the case or you guys whatever the case is on how you guys could get a hold on these certain things you know so she basically breaks it down on her expertise the best she knows how to do and you know, I hope you guys really enjoy it. Now, without without further ado, here's my interview with Fran, the melanated queen herself. I always bring you guys very special, wonderful guests. And this isn't any different. Now, I have with me right now, very beautiful, very talented friend. What's going on, friend? Hello, people. How are you? All right. So now the reason why I brought Fran over is because usually my my episodes are pretty much heavy. You know what I'm saying? Very racially based, um, race politics, race science. 
So everything is pretty much heavy. I want to actually give back to the people on some food for thought, you know. And what better way in to bring someone that knows more about, you know, self-healing and mental self-healing than my friend over here. So I'm going to give her what you guys are going to hear. You're going to hear me just so you guys get to know her just a little bit. And then you guys will, you know, end up getting a little bit more than just of what she really does. So let's start this off. Okay, Fran, so can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hello, uh, my name is Fran. I am a massage therapist. That is my permanent part-time hustle. And um, I work full-time in a medical office with a whole bunch of annoying doctors. But I am just here to just give the best of my opinion about uh, people in healthcare and about self-care. So I hope you learned something. Thank you. And thanks to the Radical Latina for having me. Yeah, no problem. Um, what was it? So I, you also do aromatherapy, correct? Yes, I do aromatherapy. Um, it's such a norm for me. So basically aromatherapy is just the natural diffusion of certain scents like lavender, peppermint, lemongrass, um, um cherry blossom, rose, jasmine, white tea. Um, so basically, like in a diffuser, uh, you just pour in some water, pour a couple drops in of like whatever scent you like, whatever essential oils you like, and it basically like boils a little bit and just releases it into the air. And um, certain scents like lavender is actually very calming. It's actually antibacterial, so you can use it on your skin in case you have like any cuts or mosquito bites. Uh, tea tree is also very good too. And both of these essential oils are commonly found in a lot of stores. You can go to CVS, Walmart, or whatever stores um, that's around you, and you could just buy it straight off the shelves. Gotcha. Now, these essential oils and aromatherapy, besides its properties of, you know, um, putting it in water or whatever the case is, what does it do to somebody's mental state? Okay, so a lot of these scents, um, let's just go with lavender because it's very uh, common. Lavender is actually very calming. And what you also have to factor in is that if you want to be calm it can be very calming to you but if your energy is like super high it may not work for you but it can help you to be calmer it can help you to just relax from you know being stressed uh it also helps with like clarity and focus um whatever your intentions are behind it it will help you um to that goal but in general what you can do is simply just uh, put on a diffuser and have it going in the background and just go about your daily business or let's just say you're feeling like super stressed and you just so happen to have some lavender with you all you have to do is just put a couple drops in your palm and just inhale the scent from there and just re-collect uh, yourself from like whatever hectic or super stressful moment that you're going through Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Now, you know, I'm from the Bronx, so my my sense of smell and, uh, you know, it's all over the place. So is there any essential oils of chopped cheese or any essential oils of, I don't know, Subway cart? No? 
no, and please, <laughs> listeners, uh, stay away. Those smells, <laughs> if you can help it. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, um, now with these, with these, uh, with these smells and you know, um, aromatherapy, I know that there's some people that say testimonials with saying that this actually either helped their stress, helped their anxiety help um any part of their like is there any truth to that there's a lot of truth to it um let's okay for example let's just stick with lavender uh on a daily basis we are bombarded with different stress factors and let's just say you learn about aromatherapy and you want to start using it you can use it with a diffuser as i mentioned before um you can also use it whenever you're feeling stressed. It's if you're willing to mentally unwind, this is just a tool to help you do that. You all you have to factor in um allowing it to help you. Like nothing's gonna help you unless you are mentally are willing open willingly um if you willingly allow yourself to be open to it. So if you want to be more relaxed if you want to embrace um, something new and just try, you know, something to distress you, then this can be one of the uh, ways to do so. There's a multitude of things you can, but this is just something that's quick um, and that's easy. You can bring uh, lavender with you. It comes in like a tiny little bottle. You could just carry it in your pocket. And like I said, if you're feeling any stress, just inhale a little bit and it doesn't cause you to be high. This, there's no. Uh, Wait, it doesn't cost you to be. Happy. No, I don't want, I don't want it. Then I don't want it. I don't want. No, it. this is this is not this is not like weed or anything. This is natural. You can go to fields um all over and buy lavender flowers. It's kind of like it's the equivalent of smelling a flower, and just allowing yourself to de-stress within the moment. It's not going to have any side effects um to you. If you're sensitive, if you have a sensitivity to like certain chemicals, it's not going to affect you in that way. Um, you can use lavender with babies. You would just use um, let's just say one to two drops in a diffuser. For adults, I would say like five to ten, depending on like how strong you really want it. But it's just there to just help you within that moment to distress. So can I smoke it? No, let me stop. No, let me stop. It's a joke. No, it's a joke. no, you can't smoke it. Do not smoke <laughs> no, it. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> I'll get you high as shit. No. So um, now, besides lavender, what other um, what other oils is good to de-stress? Or well, not even de-stress for any other um, you know, purpose. Okay, there are a multitude of essential oils. Uh, there is peppermint. There is frankincense, there is sweet fennel, there is tea tree, uh, there's so many, uh, there's alingalang, um, they have jasmine, they have the white tea, there's gardenia, um, there's a lot, there is a lot, there's over like hundreds, almost thousands so what, what of different ones. What do most of these do though? Every oil has different purposes. And all the oils have similar purposes. There's some uh, essential oils that work really well together. 
you know, you have essential oils that are like the mint like family. Um, you have other oils that are more floral. You have oils that are more, um, I guess, I, I don't know how to describe it, like a woodsy type of smell. Almost forest? like, a, yeah, almost like a foresty type, type of, of smell. smell. Yeah. Um, you know, and also, <clears throat> sorry, also it, let's just say, for example, lavender, depending on where lavender grows in the different parts of the world, lavender is going to smell slightly differently. You know, it all depends on the environment. So to say there's like specific um, essential oils to help you to focus, I mean, yes, but at the same time, you should explore different ones. You should try out new things. Um, if you've never had tried lavender before, I would say go, uh, go out and try it. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't, but like, just put yourself in the position to just um try different essential oils. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, um, you also said you're a massage therapist. Um, how did that equate into the aromatherapy? Is there any connection towards it, or is there something that's separate, or can you combine the two? Okay, so um, I became an aromatherapist way before I became. Uh, massage therapist. I don't remember exactly how my journey in aromatherapy started, but I do remember I took a class in the city and I just so happened to sit beside a massage therapist and I'm like, oh, maybe this is my calling because I was doing research on massage therapy before. I took an introductory course um, at a church and I'm just like, hmm, maybe I want to go into this field. And like, here I am many years later. Um, certified in aromatherapy and I'm a licensed uh, New York State massage therapist and honestly I how those these two are incorporated is that let's just say you are a client um, aromatherapy can help you can help in the process of simply like relaxing on uh, the table before the therapist and actually during the session um, it just helps you to free your mind uh, if while in the moment to help you be present in the moment and allow the therapist to just like, you know, help uh, get rid of the knots that are built out by stress, help the, ease the tension from the shoulders. It's just a whole bunch of a whole bunch of things, but it helps in the uh, the relaxing process. What's the most common uh, stress, I would say? I don't know the lingo or the mumbo jumbo, but what's the most common stresses that you see in the person's body? Like, is it the back? Is it the shoulders? The neck area? What's the most, like, I don't know, you said knots before, so mm -hmm. what's the most common thing that you find that people people's bodies build stress over? Okay, so um, let's just start by defining knots. Knots are basically little balls of tension within the the body, and these are muscular knots. Uh, common areas that people uh, say that they feel a tension in, a lot has to do in the neck and shoulders. A lot of people complain about either upper back pain or lower back pain because we do sit, I mean, depending on your occupation, people sit all the time and they don't you know they don't really have an opportunity to work out as long as they're sitting uh another complaint could simply just be in the hands or the feet a lot of people's feet just ache 
Um, I do get a lot of complaints when it comes to people's shoulders. They're like, oh my gosh, this really hurts here. Can you really work there? And I do my best to work in that particular area. But you have to remember that Rome wasn't built in a day. So one massage session is not going to get out the years and the months of stress that's built up in the shoulders and the neck. Yeah, and, and mind you guys, you know, her hands, her hands are huge. No, let me start. No, 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 that's a joke. That's a joke. Um, but uh, now, what, what made you want to go into this, uh, you know, lifestyle of learning more about the human body and other things that will affect it like aromatherapy? So how it started was I, I think I was invited to do like missionary training. So in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to these different countries and help them out. And I was looking to go to the school, which was like down south. And I realized that the massage techniques that I would learn in the south, I wouldn't be able to use them in New York. So instead, what I did was look for schools in New York and I end up enrolling in one. I did a part-time program because I couldn't afford to quit my job to go full-time. And it took me, I think, like 16 months uh, with that particular program. Then I did my New York State test, and I passed. And uh, here I am. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So it wasn't nothing crazy where, like, it was life-changing, and you had to, like, now I find the calling. It was just basically, like, uh, something that you found interesting? Yeah, it was just a natural... um, gradual thing that I just like slid into I distinctly you know one of the questions that they ask whenever you submit your application is um have you ever had a massage before and honestly at that point was a no and you know I was also thinking back at the different connections I've had in my life when it comes to massage and I remember being in high school and just like just massaging someone's hands and they're like oh my god I like it so much can you do the other hand and I never realized that I had that type of skill set while I was in high school and now that I'm more of an adult I realized like wow like I've had the calling from when I was younger I just didn't know that it was a skill I could explore and um, honestly I feel as if it's one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life because I feel a lot more comfortable you know in my pursuit in helping people when it comes to self-care and I it's definitely one of my passions, I would definitely say. It's something that I would be comfortable doing for the rest of my life on a part-time basis. Like, I'm not ready to invest myself in massage therapy on a full-time, but that's just, like, my personal thing. But, yeah, it's definitely something I love. I truly do. So it's safe to say that you, you got gifted hands for a massage and a fade if somebody acts stupid. <laughs> Look. I could turn you into silly putty. <laughs> no, let me stop. <laughs> no, but um, that's what's up. That's what's up. So I know me and you were talking privately, and we got into like some deep, deep discussions about how black people, especially, are um not they don't really know too much about it, or they don't they don't explore like you know health you know wise health thing wise or whatever the case is. I don't know how to say it. But, you know, they don't really explore that part because of whatever reason. Why do you think black people especially don't either know about it or explore about uh, of that part? Um, why do you think so? Okay, one thing I have realized is that 
more melanated people are not taught self-care. We are taught to just work, 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 work. And we are the last person uh, that we are supposed to pay attention to. And as an adult, as I'm getting older and I'm looking at all these things and even me working in massage therapy and working in my full-time job, you know, I stopped getting massages at one point in time and I started started to feel envious of my clients. I'm like, wait, why am I not doing this? So I, I realized that I'm not doing enough self-care for myself. And um, self-care could just be little different things that makes us happy and that helps to, you know, unload the stress that's within our lives. For example, um, watching videos of like um, pets <laughs> is part of self-care. And, you know, whatever works for you works for you. Um, another example is meditation, uh, working out, uh, doing yoga, you know, just working on and uh, positive affirmations are just like one of the few things that you can do for yourself to help to help um, decrease all this stress that we are bombarded on a daily basis, like eating right, drinking right, um, going out with going out with friends and just having um, a good time, a safe time, but a good time. <laughs> but it's just we're not taught that um, as more melanated people we're simply taught to just overwork ourselves to the bone and then we overwork ourselves to the point where we get sick and you know now we just can't do things for ourselves now we have to be dependent on others to help us do it and we just become unhappy so if you want to go somewhere if you have any travel plans just go because it's worth it and you know as I said before just like even looking at memes memes is a part of self-care humor and laughter is a part of self-care for real that's 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 a fact um the also you told me that the majority of your clients they're white and you really don't have that many black clients why is it the same thing about um not being uh, aware of self-care is that the same thing or do you think it's something more than that so a lot of my clients are lesser melanated um you can say it. it's okay lesser melanated <laughs> so <laughs> so it's i have a feeling that has more to do with finances in addition to it just not being taught as a culture you know, we're taught that, oh, no, the money is better to go towards buying, I don't know, some expensive piece of clothing rather than to yourself. And a lot of my clients are lesser melanated because I think they're just more aware the therapeutic benefits of massage, um, of releasing like uh, the toxins that we have built up in our bloodstream. Like that gets releases, released uh, to the surface. And through urination and um, can I say it? Go I don't ahead. Know. Yeah, go defecation, ahead. Um, we can like you know help to flush it out our bodies, and drinking plenty of water. Um, it also helps us on a mental state because we're able to like fully relax um, during the session, and just you know release the negativity that just like holds on to our minds. Um, 
it's I wish I had uh, more melanated people as clients but I just don't and uh, you know when I do talk to those who are more melanated um, they always tell me like it finances uh, is definitely um, a factor in them getting massages and also I, I don't understand why but more melanated people don't they don't know how to relax during the session. I recently had a session where I uh, massaged three more melanated clients. Um, and each one of them checked their phones during the session. And every single one of them, like, for example, um, as a client, and I do not mean this in a sexual way in no way, shape, or form. As a client, it is perfectly acceptable for you to be nude under the sheets because that's how we're going to get into the muscles. That's how we're able to get into the surfaces, um, the not surfaces, I'm sorry, deep within the tissue. It's okay because we have to be able to flow and glide our hands um, on your body to help release the knots and to help release the tension that you have personally built up it's perfectly acceptable um, to be nude under the sheets it's when you cross the line and try to be sexual that is not okay so with my clients I've noted with my more melanated clients I've noticed that you know they're wearing all these different clothes under the sheets and as a therapist it is not my place to tell you oh you can take that off it is my place to say you can get undressed to your comfort level. If that's your comfort level, okay. But I can't do my job to help you relieve tension from your body if you're wearing all these different clothing um, and jewelry. Now, going to our other topic at hand, um, you, you mentioned something in our conversations where you said that um, for for everybody just to know, you know, Fran is a beautiful black woman, right? Are are you not? I mean, I get it from my mother. Well, well okay, so so they don't think that you know you're less melanated or not melanated or whatever the case is, but um, you, me and you did talk off the air, and we also got into the topic of you know, uh, the medical field and their myths on black people how they either don't feel pain or those you know those um things that black people talk about saying that oh i'm hurting or whatever they get ignored or whatever the case is can you put, give us more insight on that it all stems back to our culture and how we're raised um going to the doctor has Doctors in general, when it comes to more melanated people, we don't have a good history with them because our bodies have been used in the past to benefit them and not to benefit us in any way, shape or form. So over time, our culture has simply built a distrust of doctors. So what it boils down to now, um, our children don't really go to doctors and I because I work in a doctor's office, I work in um, the medicine field, peop I don't see a lot of more melanated people coming in. And it's really sad because, you know, you should see your doctor at least once a year just to make sure that everything is fine. Um, you have to see a doctor before you get a job. 
you know, on those job applications, you know, there's questions that a doctor has to fill out for you, you know, um, when it comes to school, there's questions that a doctor has to fill out for you. So you have like school, you have work and even for like police training, you know, even for the military, they all have to assess and make sure that you are physically competent to work or, um, to, to make sure that you are not going to get anyone sick. So when we have a distrust of doctors, it doesn't help us in the long run. It just hinders us. And you don't have to ask your doctor for anything, but just see them like at least once a year. Just do a physical, make sure everything is fine. Sometimes um, things are not fine with you and sometimes you just think it's your norm, um, but it's not. For example, for me, I have a stuffy nostril and I've had it for quite some time and I'm just like, wait a minute. Why am I not smelling clearly? There's something wrong with me. It has become my norm, but maybe I should see a specialist about this. Um, another thing that can factor in is simply not having health insurance, which really sucks. And, you know, just paying for health care is just like, why am I paying if I'm not going to see a doctor? It's weird. But, you know, sometimes you need to make sure that you're at your max um physical capabilities because you know we're here to live our lives to um the best and live our best lives actually um one thing that i've noticed is that um in the health field when it comes to more melanated people we're not believed when we say that we're in pain why? Because we are just viewed as like strong people that can just take and handle anything, which is true. But when it comes to pain, we shouldn't be disbelieved. And unfortunately, I don't have a true answer to that. It's just something that we just have to work on as people and just bring it to, you know, others attention. Like, look, I'm really in pain. I know it doesn't look like I'm in pain, but I'm really in pain and I need your help. And just advocate for yourself. Yeah, because even um, there's books on this type of thing, and even other books on top um on the topic that black bodies were used for the medical field, like you know, in Puerto Rico, um, and during slavery, you know, things were you know done on, on black bodies. So I'm glad that you you know shed some some light on that. Also, um, do you think that, you know, racism has a, a part to do with, with that as well as black people being viewed negatively or black people being um, not believed in, you know, their illnesses or whatever? Unfortunately, it is true. I mean, racism definitely does factor in. Uh, it's... I just feel as if it's just easier to believe that someone who is more melanated is lying and rather the opposite is telling the truth. I don't know. It It's something that I personally can't answer because it's been going on for so long. And you, as I said before, you really just have to advocate for yourself and just do the best to advocate um, don't get violent and, you know, don't get rude either, but <laughs> because you're definitely not going to be uh, treated if you are, I mean, treated with more respect 
if you are rude or violent. Um, but just try, just try to let, you know, whatever doctor or whatever nurse is there, like, look, I'm really in pain. Um, can you help me? And just really stick, I don't want to say stick it to them, but like, just really, really advocate for yourself that way. Really let them know, like, look, I know it doesn't seem as if I'm going through this pain right now, but I really am. I need your help. And just try to be direct um, as possible. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's very very important. Now, for people on a on a on a budget, right? For our our melanated brothers and sisters out here, and I must just say a fifty dollar budget. I'ma just say they got fifty dollars. They could splurge on fifty dollars on self care. What would you recommend? Would you recommend a ten dollar little vapor or whatever? What What would you recommend on somebody on a budget if they don't have? all the buco bucks to get you as a professional, you know, because <laughs> she be out here massaging, you know what I mean? Rough hands and all that. Um, no, but what would you suggest for some people on a budget? Okay, so if you're on a budget, you can easily get a, uh, aromatherapy diffuser on eBay for less than $20. Um, I would say get your essential oils from Amazon. Um and just make sure you do your research on the essential oils. You can get a starter kit that has uh, peppermint, orange, lavender, uh, tea tree. There's a fifth one. I'm not. Maybe a citrus. Another citrus. You can just get a starter kit from Amazon for less than I want to say twenty dollars. Um, and you can start your self care that way. Um, we already pay for YouTube through our phone service. And and you can just go on there, type in some positive affirmations. You can have the air diffuser uh, going on and just have your little lavender or your little orange, um, you know, just radiating uh, through the room. And you could just meditate, lie down in like a, a darkened or um, low lit room and just say positive affirmations to uh, someone uh, doing it on YouTube, you know, like I am beautiful, I am confident, I am proud. You can simply start self care that way. And let's just say you really, you're really, really on a budget and you can't afford to buy anything, you have YouTube. You can go on there and look up positive affirmations. You can go on there and look up meditations and you can just spend five minutes out of your day. No matter how busy you are, you have five minutes. I mean, we all have to run to the bathroom at some point, don't we? So pretend you're running to the bathroom and just use five minutes or even like two minutes or say you only have two and just listen to a meditation, listen to some positive affirmations and just reset yourself so that you won't be bombarded with so much stress throughout the day. That's right. You know, open up your third eye, teach these <laughs> devils. Um, that's what's up. That's what's up. Now, I'm just going to give you some random things because now I just want to know what your points of views are, right? I'm going to just give you random um, either topics or whatever the case is and you let me know what your point of view is. The first one is do you think light scheme privilege is a thing? It's definitely a thing. I mean, look at all these okay, maybe I'm not going to say it from like a healthcare perspective but look at all these artists that they have that are upcoming. Let that speak to itself. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Also, there, there is, there's other things that some people say that darker skin 
women tend to be more ghetto and ratchet than lighter skinned women. Is that something that you see? Is that true? What What is your point of view on that? Ghetto is ghetto, no matter where you go. You have to remember that the whole darker skin, sorry, the more melanated <laughs> skin um, woman being more ghetto, that was a comedy skit a couple years ago um, that's still being done today. It's been a comedy skit, actually, no, for way longer than that. I'm sorry, for way longer. I want to say from like the 20s, um, that type of era. It's been, you know, when um, a lot of uh, um, actors had to put on blackface, you know, to be to be seen on television. Like that whole that whole skit has been done for so long and it's just become so ingrained in society that um, all these young and upcoming like uh, YouTubers, they're pretending to be ghetto um, and because they think, OK, it's going to get me a couple likes it's a stereotype that's been so ingrained in our comedic culture and in our actual culture that it's just like, it's so played out, but people still do it repeatedly just to get likes. Gotcha. And I, and I totally agree. And, you know, there's probably a little bit more to that, but totally, totally agree. Also, what are your thoughts on some black men not, not going for the more melanated or darker sisters, they're actually going for the lighter ones. Do you think there's something either wrong with that dynamic, or is there is there's nothing wrong with preference, you know, or is it wrong because they have an underlining agenda? Okay, so we were all taught growing up that white is right, and because of that, the Darker, sorry, the more melanated people have a preference to date lesser melanated. And I'm including like light skin and whites in this mix. Um, we were just taught that white is right. So, and you know, that parents always say that, oh, I don't want my babies too dark. So if you already have that on your subconscious mind growing up, and let's just say you are darker, Let's, for example, let's just say Dark is Idris Elba, who is fine, by the way. Um, let's just, like, let's just use him as an example. Um, and so you're of that skin complexion. You're already subconsciously thinking and you're subconsciously attracted to lesser melanated than that. Um, because the voices of your parents have taught you, oh, no dark babies, oh, me, you know, she's she's not pretty enough, you know, because she's more melanated. And on top of it, you have images on media that's telling you that the more melanated is ugly and that the lesser melanated is pretty. So, you know, so of course we have the more melanated black men or more melanated men in general um, dating the lesser melanated because they have that going on within their subconscious mind. And it's not until we break the cycle, um, will we, we have to break the cycle at some point, you know, um, we all as individuals have our preferences, but when the majority is just going in one direction, I, I would at least hope one would go against the flow and be like, Nah, I prefer a more melanated queen. 
Talk that shit. So, <laughs> so um, one 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 last question. What do you think? Um, that what do you think is the reason why some light skinned non white people swear up and down that there is no light skin privilege? What do you think about those individuals? Do you think that either they're you know they're off their meds or it's something that does happen but they don't want to admit it? What do you think? I would hope that someone would do their research. Just look at your history. Your history will speak in and of itself. Your history would teach you that more melanated people have not been treated right. And that this entire time to be lighter was simply um, one's goal to pass as white. I mean, look at the grocery stores. Look at those skin whitening products. I mean, it's everywhere. I mean, there's a lot of products that are on our shelves right now um, for exfoliation, for um, getting rid of like the dense skin cells. And they have lemon in it. Lemon is a natural brightener for the skin. But, you know... What and that's what and what people don't realize is that it's like if you're trying to lighten your skin, you're not trying to appreciate what you have and who you are as a person. And it's you know, it's really sad, but I would hope people educate themselves and educate them properly. Yeah, I totally agree. I um you know, to, to those type of people I feel like there is some sort of self hate. Um, also some sort of like hidden agenda where they're trying to separate the black community even further. You know, I could be completely wrong, but you know, that's how I see things. But, um, but anyway, um, listen, friend, thank you for coming in. Thank you for having this conversation. Do you want to give any positive affirmations to the people, um, before you go? Okay. So thank you for having me. As for a positive affirmation, I feel as if we should do a little meditation, okay? Uh, no. Yes. <laughs> no. No, 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 All no. Right. So I'm going to take over at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to do a little meditation, okay? Um, whether you're sitting or you're driving, just simply ease the negative voices in your mind because we all have that negative thinking and simply say to yourself, I am beautiful. I am confident. I am successful. I am peaceful. I am happy. I will do better every day. I hope that was helpful and thank you for having me. All right, guys, that got a little, you know, a little SMR, you know, fetish thing going, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. Again, um, Fran wanted to remain anonymous. She didn't want to put her social media out there and all that other stuff. 
She just wanted to spread awareness. So, uh, you know, I gave her the respectability to do so. If she comments on the, the the on YouTube or whatever the case is, you know what I'm saying? Let her do so or whatever. So, you know, you guys could probably talk to her or whatever the case is. I'll let her know, you know, to comment on YouTube if, if people want to reach out. You know what I'm saying? Now, I, like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. I hope you guys learned a lot from that interview. I hope you guys actually saw out some of the things that she was talking about in that interview to maybe help out every you, you guys everyday lives and stuff like that you know what i'm saying now remember you guys could uh you know catch me on instagram and twitter at the same name radical underscore latino underscore and also if you guys want to support me support my channel all that i got a cash app dollar sign radical latino also go to my website radicallatino.com and there's gonna be a donate button you could donate anything to your boy you know what i'm saying now with that being said i'm going to catch you guys later